Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. God has been really good to us. We had a chance to see another Christmas. We forgot one announcement. Uh, we will be giving this to Brandon at the end of the service. This is your baptism certificate. Basically, your date, your birth certificate. It is the most famous certificate you can have. Both death and birth at the same time. <laughs> get that once in your life. But God has truly been good to us. Today we're going to talk about a continual sacrifice. I was I was reading in, in Leviticus and although I've read it quite a few times, it never stuck out to me, but I didn't never see that it said the sacrifice could never go out. They had to have that fire burning on that altar all day and all night. It could not be put out. I did not know that. I did not see that until not too long ago. It, you have to have a continual sacrifice. Your fire can never be put out. If it goes out, a lot of times it doesn't come back. Once you have a fire and a burning for God and you have a desire and you're running for God and then you let the cares of this world begin to get in, that fire begins to die down. And a lot of times when it dies down, it is so hard to get it rekindled. One reason it's so hard to get it rekindled is because try burning wood after you put water on it to put it out. It doesn't really start again. And God can light it again. It's not impossible, but it's a real struggle. It's a real fight. And if you don't have some serious perseverance, you're not going to get it started again. So the fire that we have now, don't let it go out. Don't let nothing in this world put it out. Let it keep burning hot. Let it keep burning bright. Let it not be put out for any reason. It's not even worth it. We're going to be covering Leviticus chapter 6, 12 to 13. I'll be reading that. Then we're going to Mark 12, 29 through 31. Psalms 113, 1 through 6. Revelations 3, 19 through 22. Colossians 3, 1 through 6. Hebrews 5, 13 through 14. And 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 2. Let us rise. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for your many blessings. Thank you for your mighty outstretched hand. Thank you, God, for letting us see another Christmas, Lord. Today, it is said that it's, this is the day that you were born. And my Father, bless us to give this day to you. 
in remembrance of you, in celebration of you. Although we have that presence, bless us to keep in mind that you are the reason for this season. You are the reason we have gifts. Because when you came, you gave gifts unto men. Bless us to remember that you are the greatest gift that we will ever get, my God. And bless us to do all things for your honor and for your glory. Let this word fall upon good ground. In Jesus' name we pray. And let us bring forth fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. God has been very, very good to us. We're going to Leviticus, the sixth chapter, starting at the 12th verse. And it says, And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. When God calls you, when he starts a work in your life, he's going to finish it. The Bible says that he that has begun a good work in you will finish it. There's only one problem with that, though, is that it's up to us to let God finish with us. See, if he started this ministry, Guided Way Ministries, and he started it through me, if I quit, God's not going to quit. God doesn't need me to do Guided Way Ministries. He wants me, but he doesn't need me. If I decide to turn my back on God and say, this is too much, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm going to go to the world, he's not going to leave the congregation. He's not going to say, well, I'm sorry, guys. Alan left. There's nothing I can do. The work that he has begun to do, he is going to finish it with or without me. He's going to make it happen. So the work that God has started in each and every one of us, he's going to bring it to an end. He's going to finish it. He's going to perfect it. Just let him do it with the ones he started with. If he started something in you, let you be the one that he finishes with. Don't let it be because it is written, I will move your candlestick except you repent and go to your first love. So don't let the fire that God has put inside you, don't let it go out. Don't let the carriage of this world begin to choke the word of God and you become unfruitful. Let this fire burn. Fire consumes. It consumes everything. There's nothing in this world besides rocks that really won't get consumed. Metal, tractors, trailers, trucks, whatever it is, they will burn down and be liquefied if the fire's hot enough. Everything in this world except rocks really gets consumed. So when God has you and you are on fire for God, when the devil tries to put thoughts in your mind, they can be consumed. When the devil tries to say, oh, well, go do this, and you know it's not right, that can be consumed. No matter which way the devil tries to come at you, if your fire on your altar is burning, everything that's not supposed to be there will get consumed. Everything. If you let that fire begin to die down, things don't get consumed. You see something wrong and you begin to rationalize, oh, it's okay. You see something that's not supposed to be all, and you'll start trying to find scriptures to satisfy your flesh because the fire has gone down. But when the fire is burning hot and something comes in and it's not right, the word of God will consume it. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It will tell you right from wrong when that fire is continually going. 
the Bible says that every single morning they had to set the, the, the sacrifice in order. Every morning. Not once a week. Isaac said something that really never left me. He said, don't say, well, I worked out yesterday, so I don't need to work out today. I prayed and I read yesterday, so I don't need to do that today. That, that's a lie. Every day is a day in itself. So if you wake up in the morning, the priest had to go and set the sacrifice in order every single morning. When you wake up, you need to prioritize what you're going to do that day. Make sure that God is on the top of your list for that day. Don't give God the leftovers because he don't want leftovers. He wants fresh. He wants new. The showbread had to be new. Every, all, every Sabbath, they had to put brand new hot showbread out on the tables. God didn't want the leftovers. He wants new. Every morning, prioritize your life. Get up. Give God the first. Make sure that you give serve God throughout the entire day. We're going to Mark 12, 29 through 31. And then Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. If we wake up every single day and we decide, you know what, today I'm going to love. That is a very good setting or sacrifice in order. Because sometimes you got to love people that don't love you in return. You got to be kind to those people that hurt you. You got to show mercy to people that have tried to destroy you. You got to lift up somebody that is the one that tried to knock you down. You have to show love to people that don't love you in return. You can't just love those that love you. Every morning you got to set your sacrifice in order and make sure that it is well pleasing and acceptable unto God. The Bible says that we are a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is our reasonable service which means that's what we're supposed to do every day every day don't never let the fire go out remember those those ten virgins five were wise and five were foolish the ones that were wise they had extra oil and they were ready and they were ready to go but the foolish ones didn't take extra and their lights went out and when they went out they couldn't light them again they didn't have the oil they had to go try to find some oil Sometimes when we let the Spirit of God die down in our lives and the fire begins to quench, we have to go look for somebody to spark us back up again because we can't stand up. Sometimes we feel so dead inside no matter what we do, nothing seems to go on and we try to read and it feels pointless. We try to pray and we can't and we remember those days when it was on fire, when we would read the Bible and we would get excited when we would read. When we prayed, we knew God was listening. But if you let the fire die down, it be sometimes when you pray, it, you feel like you're not getting nowhere. And then you have to start looking for somebody else to rekindle this fire. Don't let the fire that you have go out. Ignite it. Put fuel on it. Constantly feed it. Every single day, make sure you feed the fire so it will not go out and it will be, be able to carry you. At night, we used to have a fireplace at, on Shasta Way House. And, and at night, Pops would pack it. I, he would lower it him. Sometimes it would scare me as a child because that fireplace would be glowing red. I mean, it was way hot. And he would go to bed and go to sleep. But it would last throughout the night. Pray 
and read before you go to sleep and let it last throughout the night. And then sometimes when you would wake up early in the morning, there would still be those hot coals that were there and all you had to do was put more wood. You didn't have to light it, you didn't have to do anything. Every single morning you should still be on fire for God, it shouldn't die out. And it's not talking about just the morning when the sun comes up. It's talking about when the day star arises in your hearts. When Jesus calls you, it is your morning. It is the beginning of your days. And don't let that fire go out. Let it keep on burning. The word continually means whole. It means all. It means to be hot from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. You constantly keep the fire burning continually also means right now it also means at your visitation remember the other day when we read that the children of israel if they only not known that they were going to get visited they would have did something different visitation means more than one thing there's two kind of visitations one visitation is when jesus stands at your door and knocks well, you are still alive. And that's that little calling you feel in your heart when you start urging, you know what, I need to read. I want to read. And you start having this desire. That's because God is calling you. And when God calls you and you answer, that's when he said, I will come in and I will sup with you. I will eat with you. I will kindle the fire. I will make you clean. I will give you everything that you need if you just let me in. He stands at the door and knocks. When he visits you, don't ignore it. When you get baptized, when you start serving God and you feel the Holy Ghost to say do something or don't do something, don't ignore it. That's the Holy Ghost to lead you to the promised land, to what God has in store for you. Don't never ignore it. Don't rationalize. Don't make it okay. Because it might be okay for one person to do something and God doesn't want the next person to do that because he has something else planned for that person. If, for instance, if there's a drum player and a guitar player, one of them has to have better rhythm than the other one because one just has to strum. The other one, he almost needs a brain per member. It takes a lot more practice for a drum player as far as rhythm-wise than it does for a guitar player. But then the guitar player's fingers have to do a lot of more tricks than a drum player's because all he does is hold the sticks. So there's different practicing. So if the Lord tells you wake up and pray and he didn't tell your neighbor, your person right next to you to wake up and pray, don't be like, well, they're not, so then I don't have to. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Follow what God tells you to do. When he puts something in your heart, do it because he has something planned for you. He has something great planned up for you in your life. So when he says do it, don't look at everybody else and see what they're doing. Do what he said you to do. You know, because it doesn't matter. And my mom used to always say, well, if they go to hell, you want to go to hell too. So, and that's a very fact. So just because they're not doing something God put in your heart for you to do, don't pay attention to that. You do you. Let God do him and all will work out just fine. Don't let the fire go out. The word continually all also means to be earnest toward, we're going to Psalms 113, 1-6. Praise ye the Lord. Praise O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same. The Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high 
above all nations and his glory above the heavens, who is like unto the Lord our God, who dwelleth on the high, who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in the heaven and in the earth. You know that word humble, God himself humbles down. God is God. He is the creator of the heavens and earth. He is every, I mean, there's no nothing above him. All power is his. I, he created all things. And yet he himself humbles down to listen to you and I. He don't need to. He could give us commandments and say, do it or don't. Take it or leave it. But he don't. He has that much love that God himself humbles down to listen to our cries, to listen to our desires, to listen to what we want. And all he asks is just praise me. Just give me praise It belongs to me. Give it to me what's already mine. And I'm going to reward you for giving me something that was already mine. Somebody comes up and says, Alan, here's the keys of your truck. I'm like, well, thank you. And that's pretty much as far as that'll probably go. <laughs> it was already mine. I don't need to give you a reward for giving me something that was mine. I didn't lose it. You just brought it to me. I mean, it's already mine. But God, he loves us that much that when we give him something that's already his, he gets so excited and just blesses us beyond our wildest imaginations. Give me praise and it all belongs to him. And well, thank you, Jesus. Oh, you praise me? Here you go. The, all the silver and all the gold is God's and he says pay tithes and offerings and watch how much I bless you he is just that kind of God that will bless us for giving him something that's already his he said the cattle upon a thousand hills is mine all the silver and gold is mine all the praise and glory belongs to me the heaven and the heaven of heavens can't contain him it all belongs to him and all he wants is a little bit of gratitude and a little bit of love towards one another. That's all that he asks for in return is just give me a little bit of praise and love one another and that's all you need to do. You don't have to worry about anything else. And he humbles him own self to listen to our cry. Yet he sits high and he has respect unto the lowly. And then we can't respect one another. Like we're all puffed up and we, we did some. We didn't do nothing. Give somebody a couple of dollars and all of a sudden they are hot shot. And they don't even want to think about the other guy. And it's like, really? But God himself will humble down and listen to us. We should be ashamed of ourselves if we can't love one another. If we can't respect one another. If we can't turn the other cheek. If we can't lift each other up. We, if we cannot humble down for one another, we really should be ashamed of ourselves. When the creator of heaven and earth will humble himself for us. God is almighty God and yet has respect unto us. We're going to Revelations 3, 19 and 22. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. See, sometimes we go through something and it's not a, it's really never a bad thing. The Bible says that God chastens the ones he loves. So if God didn't love you, he wouldn't bother to even correct you. He wouldn't bother to chasten you. If you destroy yourself, go ahead, do what you gotta do, be you. But because he loves us, he don't let us do just 
destroy ourselves. So when he sees us going down the wrong way, I believe it was Adam that said it felt like every door was being shut when I was trying to do something, everything was being shut. Sometimes he will because he's like, okay, I know you want this, but that's not good for you. So go this direction. I got some. And he'll close every door. It seems impossible. He'll make it impossible. You can't go there. You mess up and he don't hate you. He'll scourge you. He'll spank you. He'll whip you, whatever you want to call it, because he loves you. And so when something's happening in our lives, that's the reason we should always give God praise. He said in everything, give thanks. When bad things begin to happen, don't panic and say, I sinned against God. And don't blame the devil and say, well, the devil hates me and the enemy's after me. Praise God for what is going on in your life because it might just be to make you a little stronger. It might just be to give you a little bit more confidence because there's something down the road that you need to be prepared for. The devil doesn't always, always win. Actually, he never wins. He looks like he does, but he don't. So sometimes when God does let the devil fight you, it's only to help you out. And if we learn to give God praise in everything instead of complaining, we'll come out all right. Because all things work together for the good to them that love God. So if you love God, whatever you're going through is going to turn out for your good, no matter what it is, no matter what the situation may seem to be. It's going to work out for your good. We're going to Colossians 3, 1 through 6. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Amen. You know, the word continually means be constant, diligent. It means to always persevere. When we set our affections on things above and everything we desire is spiritual, the flesh doesn't win. When the devil attacks the flesh, it's dead. Our lives are hid with Christ. We won't fall for it because our lives are hit with Christ. He can't tempt us and we fall because we don't want the things of this world. When our affections, our desires, our, our, our deepest concerns are about heavenly things, when the devil tries to flash something shiny or bright in your face, you're not really interested in that anymore. You're interested in spiritual blessings. You're interested in what Jesus is interested in. So it's a lot harder for him to get you to fall when all your desire is in heavenly thoughts. See, when our desires are on this world, he can easily do whatever he wants. He can manipulate the system. He can cause you to make a good thing be bad when your desires are on this world. When all you're thinking about is, I need a job, or I need this, or I need a car, or I need the bigger truck, or I got to have this, and I got to have, oh, he can flaunt anything. Here you go. This is the way to get this bigger truck. This is the way to get this better job. This is the way to do this. And he can lead you so far out in the left field till when he begins to fight you, you have nothing to fight back with. You're so far out, you have no idea how to get back. But when your affections are, Lord, I want to prophesy. I want the gift of healing. I want the gift of speaking in tongues. I want to edify the body of Christ. When the devil comes and says, look at this brand new truck, it's not that important to you. 
So if he gives it to you, you get it. If he takes it, you don't matter because your affections are on Jesus Christ. When Job had everything, it's not wrong to be rich. Don't get that part twisted. It's not wrong to be rich. Job was the richest man in the East, but his affections was not on the things that he possessed. His affections was on God. So when the devil took everything that he had, he didn't waver. He didn't move. He didn't budge. He stayed the same. The Bible says he never charged God foolishly because his affections were not on what he had. When God gives you something, enjoy it, but don't hold on to it so much till if it's taken away, it'll break you down. When it's taken away, you don't, you can't think anymore. Hold on to God that much. There was a story in the Bible that they fought. The Bible said that the man fought so hard by himself till his hand clave to the sword. He couldn't let go of his sword. He fought that hard till it became one with his sword. We are supposed to cleave to the word of God till we become one with the word of God. Until if they take the word of God from us, they are taking a piece of us. And we're not supposed to be comfortable not having the Bible. We're supposed to always want the Bible every day, meditate, keep the fire going. That's how you keep the fire going is when you constantly meditate on the word of God. Here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. Never let the fire be put out. The word continually also means assiduously. What it means is to earnestly with great care and perseverance practice God. When you have your senses exercised, you're strong. The Bible says that milk is for babies. So when you have a child, when anyone has a child, and you give the child a steak when they're born, you will kill that child if, if it does get past the throat. You know, you'll kill that child. You've got to feed it milk. It's a baby. It can't walk. It can't do anything. It's an infant. But then as that child begins to grow, you can change to stronger and stronger food. And then when it's a grown person, you can give it a steak and it'll enjoy it and it doesn't want that baby food anymore because the baby food is disgusting now. It's just not the same. The same thing as a child of God. He said you desire the sincere milk of the truth. But if you only want the milk of the truth and now you're 40 years old and you're still drinking only the milk, something is really, really wrong. You're not maturing in God. You're not growing. You're just there, a baby for the rest of your life. Something's wrong. Something is very abnormal. We have to grow. We have to mature. And the only way to let us grow is through tribulation. It's through temptation. It's through letting the devil fight us. It's through a lot of persecutions. And that's how we grow. Everything's not going to be just so nice and here you go on a silver platter. It's not going to happen like that. We have to grow. The Bible says that when our senses are fully exercised, we can start having the meat. But you have to let your senses be exercised. The word continually, let the fire be burning continually, means to have your senses exercised. We're going to Hebrews 5, 13 through 14. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. See, when you're a baby, you can't discern both good and evil. You can kind of discern right from wrong. 
you know, even a two-year-old. You tell them, no, they know, oh, I'm not supposed to, but some of them want to do it Don't touch the lights on And they still are curious, they want to do it anyway. They know, but they don't know how to discern good from evil. They don't know the consequences of touching the light socket. They don't know the consequences of touching the flames on the fire. They don't know the consequences of what will happen. They don't know how to discern, you know what, that is an abomination or that is okay. They don't know that at two years old. But when they begin to grow and you begin to tell them about God and they begin to learn, then they know. Now when they start going to school, they know right from wrong. You know what? This doesn't feel right. We're not supposed to do this. They start knowing. But if they never grow up, they'll never know. And the same thing with your senses spiritually. If you don't grow up in God, you're not going to be able to discern right from wrong, good from evil, and the devil can trick you into anything. And at the end of the day, when you stand before God as a babe because you never grew up, that's nobody's fault but your own because you didn't grow up. You need to grow up. We have to go from the sincere milk of the truth to meat. We have to have our senses exercised continuously. We have to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. We have to fight for what we believe, and what we believe is Jesus Christ. And the flesh has to be put under subjection. We're going to 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 2. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. You know, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's the right time to do something. You got to see it. And you, I'm not going to church because I don't feel good. Or you are supposed to go help somebody, but it's not, it doesn't feel right. And we have so many different excuses. But the Bible says, be ready in season and out of season. If God tells you to go and exhort somebody, help somebody, lift somebody up, don't make excuses why you can't go and do it. You're supposed to be ready at all times. The Bible says in another scripture that we are supposed to be ready to give an answer at all times of the hope that is within us. We have to be ready in season and out of season, whether we're comfortable or uncomfortable. We have to be ready to save the goodness of the Lord. We have to be ready to love each other no matter how it feels. Well, they did me wrong all last week. Well, that was last week. Today's a new day. Forgive the last week and move on today. Because if we live in our past, we can never move forward. So it doesn't matter who did you wrong. If Jesus says, you know what, you need to forgive them or go help them. You know, the Bible even told the children of Israel, if you see your enemies animal go astray. He's your enemy, the one you want to kill, the one I gave you permission to kill. He's your enemy. And if you see his animal going astray, you need to go get it and bring it back and give it back to him. You need to. God has always been about love. We just don't love. Just because we help one another doesn't mean that that's love. We have to love beyond family members, beyond who does us good. We have to love beyond all of that. Instant, in season, and out of season, always ready, never let the fire be put out. We're going to go to Leviticus, the 24th chapter, and the first verse, and it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring unto thee pure oil, olive, beaten for the light, to cause the lamps to burn continually without the veil of the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation shall Aaron order from the evening until the morning before the Lord continually 
it shall be a statue forever in your generations. And he ordered the lamps upon the pure candlestick before the Lord continually. You know, when I read this, he said that they had to have this light that was outside of the veil. Before you come into the holies of holies, you need to have your light burning bright. You don't just go to God with just doing all kind of wickedness and think that you can go to God and say, you know what, I know I'm not even trying, but I need help. That doesn't work that way. When you go to God, you need to show him respect and reverence. At least try to have your lights trimmed and burning bright before you go into the holies of holies. Before you go past the veil, you need to have your lights burning. I'm at least trying. Now, those that cannot have their lights burning because they're stuck and they're bound and they're, they just cannot move when they go. God sees the intentions of your heart. He's trying his best. He needs help. He needs salvation. He needs something. And God welcomes all those people. But if you just have your light and you don't care about it and you're going to go ask God for something, don't think he's going to answer. Because he's not. You need to try. You need to be as holy as you possibly can. And go to God. And he said, I'll give you anything you ask. If you ask in my son's name, you got that. We have access to the holies of holies now. The veil is no more there. We can go to God ourselves. We don't need somebody to go to God for us. It helps when we're all together and go to God for each other in prayer, but we can go to God if nobody else wants to. We can. We can say, Lord, this is me. I like that song. It's not my mama. It's me standing in the need of prayer. It's not nobody else but me. It's me and your relationship. You and God have your own relationship, but don't take him just anything. Take God the best. He don't want leftovers. We don't want leftovers. Some of us won't even eat leftovers. So why would we try to offer God something that we don't want? Let's give God the best. Let's keep this fire burning. Let it never go out. Keep our laps trimmed and burning bright. And let's fight a good fight of faith. This next Sunday is going to be in the new year. We don't want to take. That's another thing the brother said. Don't take the old into the new. Don't take the old into the new. If you're struggling in this year, do whatever you got to do to get rid of it. Because if you're struggling now, you're going to struggle then. Get rid of it. If you have grudges, don't take them on into the next year. If you have hatred, don't take it into the next year. If you have doubt or unbelief, don't take it into the next year. Let the new year start a brand new year. God told the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt, this is the beginning of your year. It didn't matter what month it was. It didn't matter what day it was. That day that they came out was the start of their new year. So every year is a brand new year. Don't take the old into the new. Take new into new. This new year, this uh, next Sunday is a brand new year. It's a new year. Don't take the old. If you have something to get rid of, try to ask God to, Lord, please don't let me take the old into the new. Because we want a new year. We want things to be different. We want to be closer to God. We want to be more on fire for God. We want to see God work more miracles in this next year. This year, God has done a lot, but we want more next year. Because we want to grow. So we can't take the same. I don't want to take the milk of my bottle to the next year. I want to take my plate. You know, the bottle, I'm going to leave it in this year. I had it. It was nice. It was good. But now I want meat. I want to take my plate, my knife, and my fork. <laughs> God served me. Let's, let's eat. The bottle, they can stay with the children. But I don't want to be a child no more as far as not growing. We will always be children of God. But I want to be an adult when 
next year to eat stronger and healthier meat so we can see God move. He did it then. He did it not even that long ago when our grandpa was here. When God was doing raising the dead and cleansing the leopard and giving sight to the blind, we with our own eyes have seen some of those miracles. But now we don't because we have gotten so far away from the truth and the fire has begun to die down. We need to get it back lit, burning bright, so that God can do those same miracles he did then, he can do them again. There's so many people that they can physically walk, but they're spiritually lame. They can physically see, but they're spiritually blind. They can physically hear, but they're spiritually deaf. We want to see those people change. I still have my second dream, and I'm going to take my dream into the next year. I want to hear the earth ring. The Bible said the children of Israel, they got the Ark of the Covenant, and they got so excited, they shouted for the Ark of the Covenant, and the earth rang. They were loud. They were extremely loud. And so that is one of my dreams. I want to hear the earth ring again. I want to hear people praise God to that level again of excitement of how good God is. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. We're going to open the altar if anyone needs prayer, just come up. If you have any problems, any issues, don't take them into the next year. Pray and try to get rid of them as much as possible. Yes, yes, Amen. yes. Walk in the light. The beautiful light Come with the dewdrops Of mercy shine bright They shine all around us By day and by night Jesus, the light
that the whole world will see that there is a God in Israel, that they will know the difference between the clean and the unclean, that they will know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you change not. The same miracles you did then are the same miracles you will do now. In the name of Jesus, my Father, just get us right for you, my God. Let us be fit for the Master's use, that you will be able to do those same miracles in this next year, my God. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, my God. Lord, if there's any grudges, if there's any bitterness, if there's any deceit, if there's any doubt, if there's any lies, take them out of our life, my God, in the name of Jesus. And let us be made again, my God. You said when the potter was making a vessel with the clay, behold, it was marred. And he redid it and made another one. Lord, we have been marred. Some of us have corrupted our way. But forgive us, my God, and mold us and make us after your own will, my God. My God, don't let it be that we continue to be babies, that we continue to want the milk. But Lord, let our senses be exercised, that we can mature in you, my God, and we can grow in stature spiritually, my God, and find favor in the sight of God and man. In the name of Jesus, my Father, remember this ministry that you have begun. My God, finish it. But Lord, let it be that you finish it with us, my God. In the mighty name of Jesus. My God, remember Omar and Uriah. Remember, my God, all those that would have been here but could not. Remember all those, my God, that are here. In the name of Jesus. Remember all those that listen to the message on the podcast, my God. Remember in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, if it's something we need to change, show us before the next year that we will be able to walk into the next year a different person closer to you in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. My God, thank you for these moments. Thank you for this gathering, my God. My Father, be with us. Go to our homes. Send your angels before us and prepare the way for us, my God. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. The word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you, may he keep you, may he shine his face always upon you, and may he forever keep you.